Thanks for listening to Rama for Today. Well, I said, Lord, that's why I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you, you see, just to find out what you're going to do. He said, no, you're not waiting on me. I've been waiting on you for 10 years. You know, sometimes we think we're waiting on God, and really he's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to make the consecration. He's waiting on us to make the dedication that he wants us to make. And you know, the Lord took me back to some things that he had said to me 10 years before and said, what are you going to do about that? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And I was a sermonizer in those days. You wouldn't believe it today. And uh, not only that, but after I was saved, I didn't have this ability until after I was born again. I could read anybody's sermon and then get up and preach it word for word. I could read Spurgeon's sermons and get up and preach them word for word. I didn't have that ability until after I was born again. But in high school, after I was born again, was healed by the power of God, raised up from the bed of affliction, went back to high school, they tested me in the history class. I could read a chapter in history I'd never read before in my life. Read it, close the book, stand up and recite it almost word for word. And I can still do that. And so, I said, I, I preached five of my best evangelistic sermons that at one time would always get the results and the job done. And I had an anointing on them because I was fasting and praying every single day. And then finally just went on a three-day total fast. And I finally said to the Lord on this fifth day, all right, Lord, about three o'clock in the afternoon, I finally relented. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, give you the Friday night service because, you see, uh, the Friday night service would be the largest crowd, was really the largest crowd we had. Other churches would come and visit. This is just a church revival, see. Sunday night, the building is about two-thirds foot. It's a pretty good-sized auditorium. But on Monday night, it would start to be a little off, and then Tuesday, it would start building. By Friday night, the building would be full, and sure enough, every seat was taken. The building was full that night. I said, I'm going to give a Bible lesson. I'm going to teach. I'm just going to prove to you that it won't work. And so I taught, and I've still got that Bible lesson. Once in a while, I teach on it, on doubt the thief of God's greater blessing. And that was the first time I taught on it, really. And I spent 45 minutes with a Bible teaching lesson on the subject of faith. It wasn't even addressed to sinners. It was addressed to believers, to the church, to Christians. And, and I made it as dry as I could. You know, I was trying to make it not work, you know. And just as slow as I could, just as dead as I could. And finally, I finished it. And then I said to the Lord, you know, in my heart, now I'm just going to prove to it it won't work. And I had everybody to bow their head and then pray and give an altar call like we usually do. And uh, as I prayed and had folks to lift their hand, there were five men that lifted their hand and all five men came and were saved that night. We'd been preaching five nights and hadn't got anybody saved. On evangelistic message, I gave a Bible lesson on faith, and five men come to be saved. And the pastor said to me after the service, said, Brother Egan, you know four of those five men had never been saved before in their life. They wasn't a member of anybody's church, never been a Christian. Grown married men. 
And as a result of that one lesson on faith, he got four families into his church. Then I couldn't sleep for repenting. <laughs> I couldn't sleep beforehand because, you know, the Lord is dealing with me. I was trying to tell him this won't work, you know. And now then I couldn't sleep for repenting. But you know, when you do what God calls you to do, then everything else will just work out all right, work in its place. And I know the Lord said to me on one occasion, when death had come and fastened itself upon my body, and I felt myself slipping out of the flesh to cross over to the other side. And I know just how you feel when you, when you come to that place. Because I've, I came to the place twice in life and left my body, slipped out of my body to cross over to the other side. And I came back because God said, go back. Or Jesus did. And I knew I was right at that point of leaving the flesh, departing to be with Christ, as the scripture said, which is far better. When suddenly I heard a voice speak from heaven. I wondered about this very often if anybody else would have heard it had there been anyone else present because there wasn't anybody else present. But to me, at least to me, it was audible. To me, it was just as real as the voice of any man I ever heard in my life. It, except that it came from heaven, came from above. I didn't see anybody, but I heard the voice. The voice said, Thou shalt not die, but thou shalt live. And I want you to go teach my people faith. I have taught you faith through my word. I have permitted you to go through certain experiences. And you've learned faith both through my word and by experience. Now go teach my people what I've taught you. Go teach my people faith. And immediately... Faster than you can snap your fingers, the voice ceased speaking. I rose up perfectly well. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord said to me several years afterwards then, get on the radio and teach, don't preach, teach. I didn't ask him what to teach. I knew that he wanted me to primarily, not the only thing, of course, but primarily teach faith. And so we're endeavoring to fulfill that part of the ministry are the calling of God. And then in all of our crusades, every single day, we teach on the subject of faith. And so, we do our call of God. We know it because of the inward witness. That's all I had. Even after I'd been in the ministry for a good many years, 14 to 15 years, just obeyed that inward witness, that inward something. And then it was that the Lord spoke to me and what I call, to me at least, the audible voice. And then again, the Lord said something else to me when he appeared to me. The Lord Jesus Christ himself appeared to me out here at Rockwall, Texas, September the 2nd, 1950, as we were all praying around the altar together in a tent meeting. I heard a voice say three times, come up hither, I didn't even open my eyes or look, just kept praying. I don't like to be disturbed while I'm praying. So I never opened my eyes, never looked up. To tell you the real truth about it, the thought flashed through my mind, somebody's playing tricks on us. Because again, to me, that was an audible voice. I thought everybody heard it. I asked him later, and the pastor said he didn't hear it, and no one else heard it. But the fourth time, the voice said, come up hither, come up to the throne of God. 
And when I heard that, I opened my eyes, lifted up my head, opened my eyes to look to see who's doing the talking and who they're talking to. I didn't realize anyone was speaking to me. When I opened my physical eyes, just as open as they are now, God allowed me to see into the spirit realm. You know, the spirit world is just as real as this world is. In fact, it's more real than this world is. That world was there first. Amen. I didn't see. I had my physical eyes wide open. You see, this was an open vision. I don't know whether you know it or not. I don't have time to go into it now. Maybe I can later. But there are three types of revelations and there are three types of visions. One type of vision is an open vision where with your eyes wide open, you see. Others are in the spirit. You fall into a trance, for instance. Your physical senses are suspended. Others are spiritual vision. Your eyes are shut. Now then, my eyes were open. I saw standing. I didn't see the tent. It was gone as far as I was concerned. I didn't see one single tent pole. I didn't see the pianist sitting over to one side. And that tent was full of, of folding chairs. I didn't see one folding chair. And yet my physical eyes were wide open. I didn't see the altar before the platform, nor, nor the people kneeling around it, praying, nor did I hear them. And yet all of them were praying at once, you know. I saw, standing about where the top of the tent should be, I suppose about as high as that ceiling is, something like that, I saw Jesus standing there. And I had a sensation of going right up there and standing before him. And when I did, he said, let us go up to the throne of God. And we went up and stood before the throne of God. And he pointed that right finger to me just like that and said, I called you before you were born. Well, that explains something as I thought about it later on. You see, that's the reason that I always, as far back as I can remember, always was conscious of that inward conviction or calling. Always. It's just as much a part of me as, as my ears are a part of my head or my hand is a part of my body. That's just as much a part of me as any part of my being. And always was. And that's the reason. is because that calling was there. I called you, he said. That's the way he began his conversation with me before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. He said to me, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this hour. Then he talked to me about when I entered into the first phase of my ministry. And here's something that's important. And I'm going to... Stop for a moment to get something over. When I entered into the first phase of my ministry, he said, when you left the last church you pastored, and I had been pastoring in three years of work, 12 years of pastoring, I'd been in the ministry 15 years. Now get this, I'd been in the ministry full time 15 years. Almost 12 years pastoral, three years evangelistic on the field, field ministry. Yet he said, when you left your last church you pastored, you at that time entered into the first phase of your ministry. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have a wonderful offer this month uh, that will help you to listen to the voice right. of God. 
It's four CDs by your dad called How You Can Be Led by the Spirit, Spirit of God. God yes. He explains it so simply yes, that anybody did. can understand right, it. Right. Yes. And then my my little book called How to Make the Dream God Give You Come True. Mm-hmm. This is a message that I preached back in 1980 That's right. at a conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I've really ever preached it again. I may have preached parts of it, but it, 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 it this explains and and talks to people about like you know Joseph was a dreamer mm-hmm. and see and God gave him dreams and dare to believe in your dream. And then I talk about 13 Boys with a Vision. That was our track team. Yes. And then I talk about the church's vision to the world. I give a word to ministers. And I talk about quit comparing. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. You are an individual child of God made for what God wants you to do. Yes. And don't don't look at somebody else and say, Well, I'm not I'm not doing what they're doing or I'm not being able to accomplish as much as they're accomplishing. That's what God wants them. God got you where he is. That's anyway, right. how to make the dream God gives you come true. And that's for a gift of twenty two dollars or more. Good. A good saving. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.